You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Welcome out to Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville here in the midweek. And on this week's show, we're going to talk to our good friend Matt Wyatt and just talk about football a little bit, where we are right now, about the Bulldog offense from last week and kind of what's on the horizon here at the end of the football season. We'll also talk about the Hell State Plus that he's got going on. So, Charlie, man, how you doing? Well, I'm good. We're back. We survived Georgia week. Largely intact. Of course, you know, it didn't go the way we wanted, uh, needless to say. But you go back, and it, when I, at the end of the year when we sit down and we rank losses and the pain that we suffer from them, this one might actually be least bothersome to me on the list. Kentucky, obviously, is one that's going to hurt. LSU hurts a little bit, not as bad in retrospect as it did the morning, the morning after. Alabama hurts because we were just so non-competitive. But this game, I mean, what what'd you expect? Yeah. It's the best team in the country. Now, I think what we would argue is if, if you're disappointed, I, I think most people would say it's because it wasn't closer. Because I think back to some of our baseball shows that we've done. I think back the year we won the championship and we got roughed up by Arkansas early in the year and we basically said what you saw – is the difference in being the best in the league and what where you are. I think what you've got a really good measuring stick on is there's a difference in the best in the country and where we are. Yeah, and I think what you t- take from the game as well is Georgia didn't play bad. They didn't have an off night, and, and they played well. And you look back, and there were some points out there to be had that you left on there, and that goes back to that fine line of the game of football. All right, so now we turn our attention to East Tennessee State. We'll play East Tennessee State – 11 a.m. on Saturday. Charlie and I'll have oh. the we'll have the deep dig for you. 11 a.m. on Friday. Are we going to do a deep dig for this game? Should I mean I, I guess we do, but what do you really want to say? You know, at the end of the deep digs, we typically take the one more thing and we talk about something else about the school. Yeah, maybe we just start with that. <laughs> I mean, Let me what do you ta- want to say about this football game? It's how many times have you used the phrase? This isn't about them. It's about us. It doesn't really matter. Don't let me say that this week. Yeah. Don't let me say it. Okay, but it's still true. It is true, but I don't want to say it again. I don't want to run it in the ground. Well, understand that. I want you to understand that East Tennessee State is 3-7 and right now, coming off a loss against Western Carolina. They lost by three, by the way. But they've lost four games – under 10 points. And so you know what that means, Charlie? They are just an eyelash away from being 7-3 and three in the FCS. And let me tell you this. I would venture to say they may be the best 3-7 and seven team in the FCS division. So we better watch out this weekend. Okay, yeah. You got Georgia last week. You got just, Ole Miss next week. <laughs> it's a trap game. We're looking ahead. It's a trap game. Well... As we said, we're in a Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville Farm Bureau. Go with a home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites 
Mississippi.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi. And so go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. Hey, Charlie, one of the things we haven't talked about and we need to talk about is it came out a couple weeks ago. We're going to play Jackson State in men's basketball in just under a month, four weeks from this past Wednesday. So mark your calendars right now in the Jackson area. We're coming down there on December the 14th to play men's basketball. Let me tell you this. Got men's basketball later tonight at Humphrey Coliseum against South Dakota. Man, that bunch gets after it, doesn't they? I love watching this team. Oh, I do too. I absolutely love watching this team play basketball. I love the defensive system. I love the intensity. I love the effort. I love the fact that a lot of guys who have been around seem to have bought into a new way. And it's a demanding style of basketball. And you gotta got to work on the defensive end to have some freedom on the offensive side. I'm really excited. Now, there's clearly still a few things that this team could use. Consistent shooting from the perimeter would be one. They still need that. Yeah. And they may be searching for that all season, to be honest with you. You feel like they will. Yeah. But I thought it was funny the other day after the game was over, Cam Matthews came over to be interviewed after the game. But anyway, I asked Cam, and I said, hey, man, I said, it just seems like you guys are just – just play hard. I mean, everybody's playing hard and getting after it. And he looked at me. This was off the air. And he's like, let me tell you something. If we don't play hard, we ain't going to play. I mean, that's the thing we get from, from Coach Jans. If we don't play hard, we ain't going to play. And I thought that was great, man. You got all these guys buying into it. It's awesome. And so, anyway, it knocked down a, a good Arkansas Pine Bluff team that had been close in some really tight games against some really good opponents earlier this year. So, anyway, on the show this week, we'll go and talk to Matt Wyatt via Zoom in just a few moments, and we'll get his thoughts and observations. Once again, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Start. We'll appreciate you guys hanging out with us here in the midweek. You're listening to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield, and we're joined now with Matt Wyatt. And, uh, Matt, how you doing, man? Doing great, boys. Good to see and hear you on the Out of Left Field podcast. Is it really good to hear from us? Hey, and this conversation is brought to you by our good friends at Country Meat Packers and Country Pleasing Sausage. I know that's one of Matt's favorites as well. Matt, uh, Charlie gives me a hard time on Sunday when he when I talk about my blueberry-flavored coffee. And I think we could say the same thing for you is your straight jalapeno cheddar in the morning. Is that right? I, pretty much every morning. I'm one of those that when I wake up every, every morning in my life, I wake up a little stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like a little jalapeno right off the bat, head starts sweating and kind of clear those sinuses up. So, yeah, I eat that in the mornings. Last night, I tell you what I did last night, Bart. I had turnip greens, cornbread, and it, I just wanted it. I had some of that green onion sausage, like a little bit of it left. Yeah. And so I just cooked that and ate it with all of that last night. That was my supper last night. See, I think there is no doubt that jalapeno cheddar is at the top of the country pleasing pyramid. Yeah. Now, right down below that, I have the three cheese. Yeah, it right. is good. Yeah, that's, that's a good one if you're just you just want to be shake it up a little bit, and then you know my wife would put next the pork and pineapple. See, I put that mm-hmm. I put that toward the top too, along with the original. I mean, to me, oh, people the the original is so underrated. Bart, it is 
the original may be the best tasting they have. Yes, and and that's kind of what made them what they are. And, I mean, just putting it in anything. Anyway, hey, I could talk about country-pleasing <laughs> sausage all day long. I know Henry sends you a big old basket full of it a lot of times, Matt. Sometimes he will to me as well, and he sends yeah. it a little bit thicker to, to send to Charlie, but uh, sometimes it doesn't make its way all the way to Charlie. Yeah, a lot gets <laughs> lost in shipping, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, Usually <laughs> right about Route 4 in Anawaya. Yeah, <laughs> it's That's in the funny. freezer. Hey, uh, okay, let's look back before we talk about, you know, where we are and, and going forward. Looking back at the at the game last weekend against Georgia, and, and so much has been made about this, and Charlie and I talked about this on Sunday. With your four losses, you've had an offense under 300 yards of offense, and we had a lot of yards in the fourth quarter the other day, kind of a mop-up time. Matt, what are you, when you think about the Mississippi State offense against above-average defenses, what are you seeing as the issue of State moving the ball up and down the field? Well, I think um, there are several areas. One issue has been when you've run up on better teams, they, they manned up some against your receivers and won, right? And in these games where the offense, the air raid really has gone off, has been against defenses, whether it's, you know, personnel or, or coaching or whatever it is, they haven't been able to win in man-to-man. And so we have really hit big plays against it. They get out they get out of man or stay out of it, and we just go up and down the field, and they can't get us off the field. We dominate the time of possession, and here we go. That's what happened against A&M. That's what happened against Arkansas. So a lot of it is personnel, right? So if you were to look at uh, – well, you look at Kentucky. Kentucky put their hands on you on the outside, and so did Alabama. Of course, if in that game, had the uniforms been reversed, there would have been about 12 pass interference calls. But Bama's not going to get those called against them in Tennessee the week after they had 17 penalties at Tennessee. And Saban complained that week. And officiating against uh, Alabama has not been the same ever since that point of the year. And that's just a fact. So that's one thing. And then I think the other thing, too, Bart, is there's a little bit of, I don't want to say like lack of aggressiveness, you know, from Will at quarterback. But I think it's, if I'm just being honest, it's like, you don't have – he doesn't have – it doesn't look to me like he has this one guy on the, the outside who is a fire breather who wills like, I don't care who we're playing, all I got to do is put the ball in the air and he's going and getting it, right? So if you don't have that, you're trying to read everything perfectly and precisely on every single play so that the most open guy gets the ball. Well, that really changes things for you. And I think – so you're missing that. You've gotten beaten in, in man-to-man stuff on 50-50 balls a lot on the outside, and that's why these better teams have shut you down. Matt, is that an issue of maybe what we reinforce? Meaning, is it a negative sometimes to praise a quarterback for taking care of the football? And, I mean, people react to the positives, right? I mean, is the, do you get the sense maybe that Will is trying to play too much to the take care of football? You know, maybe so. Maybe so, and I'm not in their quarterback meeting, so I don't know what they're charging him with, you know, and how they approach that, uh, Charlie. But, you know, maybe there is something to that. Um, you know, they ought to just look at me, right? Like, I'm a great example that you can throw a million interceptions, and, hey, look, life goes on. You'll be okay. You know, you'll survive it. A lot of quarterbacks don't think they'll survive it, you know. Um, I, I I tend to lean towards the take care of the ball and 
you know, uh, and don't turn it over. But you do get in those games, and, and sometimes you just got to put it up in the air and see what happens. You know, take a chance, take your shot, especially when you get on the other side of the field. And um, so maybe it is. Maybe it is a little bit of an element of a little too cautious, maybe at times, um, uh, with the football. There's this catch-22 that goes on with Will and the air raid that nobody really wants to talk about a lot. It never comes up, and it amazes me because everybody talks about the run game. But here's the thing about it. All these quarterbacks that everybody compares to Will Rogers or compares him to all these others, their numbers, you know, you look at Stetson Bennett and his numbers. You look at Hendon Hooker and his numbers. What do those quarterbacks have? They have running games, right? And isn't it sort of like base knowledge that a run game does what? It opens up big throws in a pass game, explosive plays in a pass game, right? The running game, running, setting up the pass, right? So people want to, you know, knock and criticize Will and then at the same time recognize that we don't run the ball that much. Well, which is it? If we put those things on either end of the scale, what are we talking about here? So I got a guy who's putting up all these numbers. He's productive without the interceptions, and he's doing all that without the benefit of a consistent run game. Well, that's good, right? Because he leads the SEC in pass yards. Okay, well, let's say a quarterback at Tennessee or Alabama leads the SEC in pass yards while they're also trying to run the ball. And everybody go, oh, well, he's doing that. They can't run the ball, and he's still doing that. So it's impressive. Well, which is it? I'm okay with criticism, and I think players are too. But we got to figure out what we're criticizing and where and how. That's what I think. Matt, sometimes we sit around and talk, you know, my friends, text groups, and we say, hey, here's a change I would make to this offense schematically. Here's something I would do different. And we can get into arguments about whether you run it more and whether you use a blocking back more, two back sets more. I want to get your take because my argument has been, and I want to see if I can get you on Team Winfield here. My argument has been that if I could give this offense anything, it would be one of those tight ends from Georgia because for a team that at times has had trouble working the middle of the field against the right safeties, I know this is not going to ever be a traditional tight end set, but you know that, that phrase tight end has gotten pretty big when you look at the NFL right now and you think back to a guy like a Jimmy Graham it wasn't like he was lined up off the tackle. I mean, he was in the slot more than not. Can you go with me there? That a big yeah. athletic guy work in the middle could do wonders? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it'd be a different element against man-to-man. You know, right now what you have in the middle of the field and in the slot when teams want to jump in man is you have a guy who can – you know, beat him on the route. You got a guy who's hard to cover in, in Harvey who plays the ball well in the air, like a fast guy with long arms and Wally. But you don't have that big body guy, right? Which could also change your screen game. And, you know, when you think about it, Charlie, I could go along with that too just because, you know, well, you take a guy, a, a modern tight end now, like that Bowers guy at Georgia, which he is an absolute <laughs> monster. He's like, he's going to be Gronk but faster Okay. How many Bowers, NFL how many NFL teams could he start for this Sunday? Uh well, all of them except the Chiefs. <laughs> he couldn't start over Kelsey. Okay. And that's but because he, you're a Chief the Chiefs fan. Right. And Kelsey's the best tight end in he the is. NFL. Run run tell everybody I said it. But uh he'd start on the rest of them. And he's so he's what? He's six five, two hundred and forty five pounds, runs a four four. 
Okay. <laughs> so the modern tight end, yeah, give me that because the speed's not an issue. And, you know, he's this big guy. You could use him in lots of different ways. He can win in man-to-man. And what defenses have done, the reason Georgia is loaded up on tight ends is because in their recruiting and scheme, they've been scheming for five, six years now. They see the trend in college football. Everybody's spread, spreading the field. Everybody's recruiting nickel, right? So you don't have three linebackers on the field anymore. You only have two. Everybody's putting smaller linebackers and nickel, so an extra safety for coverage and spread and running side on the sideline. So they go, okay, you're going to do that. Well, we're going to go out here and recruit tight ends, and we're going to bully you. And and you're not going to have safeties who can cover a tight end who's so much like twice his size. Um, and so that's what they've done. So I could go along with it, sure. You know, there's there's two different things. One is glass half full, and then you have glass half empty. And then you have pie in the I sky. I know which one you are, Bart Gregory. Half full all day long. Okay, then you have pie in the sky. So let me ask you this question, right? The last two games, we have not run the ball as much at all against Auburn and Georgia. And it's no secret our running backs have been banged up a little bit. Do you think the reason we're not establishing the run in the last couple of games is simply because we're trying to get these guys healthier for Ole Miss? <laughs> I did not know that's where you were going with that. Oh, you see what I have to put yeah. up with? Yeah. Yeah. Take take this to the internet. Matt Wyatt says they've been saving players all year long for the Egg Bowl. I mean, you are going no under center and going to run the option. All right. Yeah. Looking, looking ahead, and, and you play this game, which is game 11 now against an FCS opponent. It's between Georgia. It's, you know, Ole Miss is coming, is looming. Charlie and I talked about it a minute ago. This may be the best three and seven FCS opponent in the country, without doubt, in uh, East Tennessee State. You see what else I have to put up with? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to see this weekend when Mississippi State plays East Tennessee State? Well, you just want to see maturity. You, you want to see like this umbrella over your, that your your team walks out of the tunnel with this, you know, theoretical umbrella with a big word maturity on it, which that means you come out and you approach it like we're not necessarily up, but we're not down. You know, we've come to work. It's a work day. You bring your lunch. You're going to stay all day. You're going to work your fanny off all day and do the job and go back home. And if you do that, you win. And uh, you execute and you play clean. You're not sloppy. Uh, you don't turn a ball over. Uh, you don't miss tackles. You know, everything's tightened up in the special teams area. Have a complete special teams day. Punt the ball well. You know, all these little things. Just you go out and you approach it like, uh, I don't care if it's Tennessee or East Tennessee. We're going to approach the game the same way. I'm going to do my job the same way. And when it's over, I'm going to go eat a steak. You know, and that's the way you approach it. All right, that's how you approach it as a player. Coaching staff, how many guys this week do you have dedicated to preparing for the Egg Bowl? Well, I think there is probably there, – there's. I would think there's probably not, offensively anyway, a whole lot of specific Egg Bowl prep because if if, if you think about it, the way Coach Leach runs this air raid stuff, their practices are the same every week, every day, every week, no matter who they're playing, no matter what defensive players they have, no matter what defenses they run. We practice the same way offensively every time. We call the game the same way offensively every time. And 
so, but defensively, I do, you know, I don't know a whole lot about East Tennessee State's offense. I'm really impressed, by the way, Bart looked up all the other three and seven FCS teams and compared them uh, before this podcast. I'm telling you, man, they're, they're, they're legit. <laughs> but I haven't, I don't know very much about what they run on offense, but I would think defensively there's probably been some stuff going on where you're, you're kind of looking ahead because you got such a short turnaround and you're trying to make sure guys are ready for RPO, right? Um, defending a really strong run game that you're going to see in the egg bowl versus if you miss one little one-on-one spacing here they go throwing it up over your head so uh, i would think defensively there's probably some look ahead going on now i i'm i'm not putting words in zach's mouth or i'm not giving you a practice report or anything like that that's just what i'm thinking all right matt hey when i got home last night night before last one of the nights that i didn't have anything sims had already downloaded the hell state plus app on the on Roku, so okay, it's it's that easy. I mean, I have he, troubles electronically sometimes, but my eleven year old's got it figured out. Yeah. Hey, well, the day that we announced that, uh, I was what two days ago, and I got a text from my mom over in Alabama, Alabama. It was a picture of her TV. She had the app on it, and told me that uh, we we'd sent out the little tutorial video. She said it helped me to know how to do it. So I thought, look, so my mom got it. Mission accomplished, you know, <laughs> um, <clears throat> she's kind of the same way, but yeah, that was big. It's just big because you know how it is. Um, it, it's one thing to get people to, you know, maybe watch something on a website or click a link that you share on social media. But if you're like me, Barton, it sounds like you are your, your television viewing. It ain't what it used to be, right? It's you're not thumbing through channels. You're just turning on your television, going straight to what you want. Oh yeah, uh, and so the folks at Mississippi State and and in you know working with us at Hale State Plus to get that done, you can if you have Roku, uh, Android TV, Apple TV, or Amazon Fire TV, you can put the Hale State Plus app basically on your television. Turn it on, click it, watch everything that's new right there. Because and it's good too because a lot of the content or, or a good bit of the content is long. You know, it might be a 15, 20, 25 minute episode of the follow, you know, guilty as charged here. There are some 40 and 45 minute film studies uh, on there. And so, you know, something that long, if you want to consume all of it, it's a lot easier to do that from your couch sitting in front of your fireplace. So Matt, I got to ask you one thing about the Hale State Plus. What are the things that kind of you're excited about on the horizon? I know you've got a lot of stuff going right now, but... What's a sneak peek of what's kind of on the drawing board for you? Oh, wow. Okay. So trying to think, what can I give away? Cause there's stuff in the queue. Well, first of all, there's going to be some special stuff that um, for the, for next week leading up to the egg bowl, that's going to pop up for members. Uh, it'll be for members only at uh, Hill state plus glad you guys have joined. Thank you very much for that. Um, but it's going to be some stuff. Uh, from Egg Bowl's past that I don't know any if anybody's seen this stuff since um, about the time it happened. So you're talking about from the some of it going way back, um, and some of it even voiced by Mr. C. Um, so it's like pulling stuff out of the vault that I don't know if anybody's seen it in a long time that we were able to find. So we'll have that for you next week. 
And uh, and then also going forward, just a little bit of a sneak peek. Um, can't tell you what it is or, or what it's about, but got to spend some time in um, Coach Polk's museum, basically. <laughs> you know, that I know you all seen out at his place. It's like going to a, a gas you know, gas station when you smell like chicken when you walk out. When you walk <laughs> in Coach Polk's house, you, you leave smelling like a cigar. Bart. The next morning, okay, and it's an hour drive for me to get home from Starwood to Tupelo. And the next morning in Tupelo, I got in my car in my garage to take my daughter to school. She goes, Daddy, what's that smell? It's Coach Paul. That, that's cigars, baby. Um, and not mine, albeit. But um, there, there's something really cool coming in that we were able to get access to with him and, and a few other things as well. So there's a. Uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving something cool out, but there's a little bit of a sneak peek. There's a lot going on. As long as we don't have to see the video footage of that Dick Pace call at the end of the early 1980s. Burned it. Burned it. Burned it. That's yeah. a good thing. Accidentally <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> hey, good to talk to you as always. Look you forward to seeing you this weekend. Appreciate yep. it, Matt. Thank you. And that's Matt White, color analyst of Mississippi State Football Radio Network, also the general manager of the Hill State Plus on campus. And so Charlie and I will come back. We'll talk more. And, of course, as we said, that conversation brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage and also our friends at Tracks Plus. Tracks Plus now with five locations. You've got Hickory, which is the original location, between Starkville and Columbus, Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and Bessemer, Alabama. If you're in the market for a Barco, Rayco, if you want to get into the mulching world, some of those Denny Seamoff mulching heads. Of course, with tractors, you've got Massey Ferguson tractors and implements at the locations as well. And then Saney equipment, Saney excavators and mini excavators. So for those guys in the construction world, go by and see our friends at Trax Plus or check them out online at TraxPlus.com. Charlie and I will come back. We'll put the wraps on this show. You're listening to Out of Left Field presented by Farm Bureau. Well, final segment here on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. I'm Bart Gregory, along with Charlie Winfield here in the midweek. We'll have our Friday deep dig, and then we'll have our Sunday coffee this coming weekend. And so, all right, Charlie, we now get ready for East Tennessee State coming up. A lot of folks coming in town this weekend. 11 a.m. game, that gives you a chance to hang around Saturday night, have a good meal here in town. and Hey, something you can do tomorrow. In Startwell, Mississippi, Mississippi's college town. Stop by Spring Street Cigars. Coach Chris Lamont is going to be there from 4 to 6. But all day long, we're going to be having a silent auction. And they are donating the proceeds from their sales tomorrow to the Bulldog Initiative. Oh, wow. Yes, call them, order some cigars, do whatever you need. But I got something else for you, Mark. Okay. I struggled with this, but I've decided that I must. I am donating to this effort. Three things from from my closet. Okay. The first is actually from my shelf. It is an M over S Mississippi State football helmet. Remember when we did oh, yeah. that? Against Kentucky last year. So I've got one of the helmets, and I'm putting that in. The next thing also from my shelf is, and I'll confess, because I actually, when I got these a long time ago, I, I got a second one. So I'm. I'm, I'm going to open up on, on this aspect of it. Uh, a signed baseball 
by Coach Chris Lamonis, and it's not just a signed baseball. People say big deal. It's a game three of the championship series, college world series. It was used in the game? It was used in the game. Does it have any scuffs on it? Yes. It has scuffs on it? It's got a big scuff on it, in fact. Is it one of those balls they throw out from the catcher over there because it, it went in the dirt and got scuffed up or it hit a hit a brick, you know, behind there? In know? fact, this one looks like it hit a brick. Did it? Yeah, and so that will be uh, one of the things we use. I like to think that it was the ball that Rowdy Jordan hit that just yeah. kind of hit in the warning track. Here. And it hit off the wall so hard that it scuffed. Uh, now, I don't know that, but I like to think that. The other thing, It could have happened. And this one is the one I think that's going to get some attention. And by the way, we're going to be taking calls – You'll have to check uh, Twitter, uh, Bulldog NIL, follow there, check out your message boards because we'll have some updates on all those. I have a white jersey with the classic Mississippi State, like 1985 logo that was worn by Logan Tanner in the College World Series. Oh, wow. That's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, so it's tough to let it go, but that's what we're going to do. All right. All that's going to be tomorrow, so – if you're listening to this Saturday, you're probably going to wish you were reading Twitter or the Internet or something. But, yeah, we're uh, in fact, I'm announcing that right here. That's cool. All right. So um, we'll have that tomorrow. What time will the auctions be? So it's going to run throughout the day. We're going to 10 to 10. And when I finish up the women's basketball game, you and I have the broadcast on that tomorrow. Oh, we do, don't we? And as soon as that is over, I'm headed to my car. I'm going to Spring Street Cigars. And we're going to start figuring out. Who won and how much? Well, that's cool. So it goes to t- so you have to ten o'clock on Friday night, essentially ten o'clock on Friday night, to get your bid in. Can you tweet into Bulldog NIL? No, you can't tweet, but we'll give you a phone number where you can call. Okay, got to verify who we're talking to. Yeah, you know, if all of a sudden you get you know three year letterman or something bidding on something, you know, that yeah, kind of gets a little tough. All right. Well, hey, if you're in town this weekend on Saturday looking for dinner reservations, looking for things to do in the upcoming months, kids going to be out of school in December, you want to come up to Startwell for a weekend trying to figure out exactly what to do, of course, go to startwell.org, Mississippi's college town. So go to startwell.org for all of that. And, of course, we'll be back on Friday for our uh, Tracks Plus Deep Dig. And then on Sunday, Sunday Coffee presented by Strange Brew Coffee House. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us again. Once again, thanks to our good friends at uh, WFCA 107.9 in French Camp. And for our good friends at Farm Bureau, Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Country Pleasing Sausage and Country Meat Packers down in Florence, Mississippi, making that great Country Pleasing Sausage. Tracks Plus, go to tracksplus.com, startville.org, Mississippi's college town. And once again, our friends at Bank First, go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us again here on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau.